Well, since, as you could see, I did not Uber out. <laughs> and I have thoroughly enjoyed being with y'all here in uh, Oklahoma City. I really have. You know, when we travel uh, and are with the saints, we pray together, we fellowship, uh, we get one another in our heart. So our heart is enlarged. And we need a lot more enlarging of our heart. So much the more as we see the day drawing near. Now, uh, as the brother mentioned, this is the fifth. Let me get it out here. This is the fifth message uh, of this conference. This is the last day, the great day of the feast. And I'm not joking. Uh, Our focus, dear saints, is the building up of the body. Why? Because that is the Lord's focus especially in these days. Actually, he's been waiting a long time. You have to pray for my voice. It's going lower and lower, but it hasn't sunk yet. So, (laughs) amen. Amen. The Lord said in Matthew 16, I will build my church. He said to Peter, you're a stone. Uh, But other than that, no details about the building up of the church. Uh, All we know is that Peter, as a stone, a man stone, uh, is the building material for uh, the building up of the church. Uh, We don't know anything more about uh, the building up of the church really until the spirit of reality led the disciples and the apostles into all of the reality. And especially the Apostle Paul uh, talking in Ephesians about the church, which is his body. The church, which is his body. My goodness. You know, this is further light. And then in chapter 4, we have uh, holding to reality in love. Verse 15, may grow up into him in all things who is the head Christ, out from whom all the body, right, with the joints, and with each one part operating, causes the growth of the body unto the building up of itself in love. So there you have it. This is not in the outline. This is part of an ever-expanding opening word. This is the procedure for the building up of the body of Christ. The Lord does not do it directly. He said, I will build my church. 
He is doing it through the gifted ones. And even more than that, through each one part. If you're a part, shout hallelujah. Amen. You might wonder why I'm so crazy. Do you wonder why I'm so lively and crazy? You can blame it on Witness Lee. One day I was sitting in a meeting. Brother Lee was speaking. I was on the front row and Brother Lee was speaking. All of a sudden he stopped. He said, oh, Paul Onika. He said, you're too straight. You know, that's kind of a 60s term. You know, you're, you're, how would we describe that? Straight laced. That's also a 60s term. Conservative, you know, careful. So you know what he did? He came over to me, got me out of my chair and danced with me. Danced with me. I have a witness. Danced with me, and ever since then, not by natural determination, but because the Lord touched me, I have opposed my disposition. (laughs) Which is what we talked about last night. We've got to oppose it. I'm not suggesting we dance. But whatever it takes, yeah. right, sta- oppose it, stand again. Anyway, I was talking about the building up of the church. The Lord in these days especially wants to build up the body. I shared yesterday, <clears throat> I shared yesterday that there are three categories of people on the earth. There are the Jews, there are the Gentiles, and there is the church. Am I right? And the Jews, their goal in this age, of course, they don't know about this age, their goal is what? To build the temple. Amen. To build the temple uh, physically. And, and, you know, they are very close. They've got the materials. Apparently, they know where the lampstand is. I think they've built the out the uh, altar, the outside altar. They're ready. And the world, the world, saints, they are looking for world order. Even I would say a one world order. Right? They're looking for that. We got a lot of problems east, west, north, south on the earth. They're looking for something or better, someone that would come to solve all of the problems. Am I right? And day after day after day, it gets closer and closer and closer to that point. Am I right? Then what about the church? What is the church's goal in this age? To be built up. The body of Christ, one with the head, to be built up. This is the goal. And Brother Lee said, he said, Israel is close. The nations are close, but the church is lagging behind. 
So our whole weekend actually has been aimed at the building up of the body. Our subject is a further word on life and service for what? The building up of the body of Christ. Our life, our life, our growing in life, right? Our maturing in life. That is for the building up of the body. Did you notice that in Ephesians 4.16, that supply, that operation causes what? The growth of the body. Unto the building up of itself in love. So life is for the building up of the body. And certainly our service is for the building up of the body. What is our service mainly focused on? People. People. Saints, please, you know, uh, do your best to follow me. People. Whether sinners or saints. You know, God needs building materials. And the building materials are people. Oh, don't despise people. Oh, may, may we in the Lord's recovery not become like the children of Israel in the book of Haggai. Shut up in our sealed, paneled up houses. Comfortable and isolated. God's goal is the building up. For this, he needs people. We need to get people saved. As you look at men and women here in Oklahoma City, you need to see them as people uh, in the, uh, that God intended to be building blocks in his living house. Amen. You know, the way we look at people, oh boy, look at that hairdo. <laughs> or, you know, look at those pants. You need sunglasses to look at them. Or, you know, look at this, look at that, look at this, you know, opinion, criticism. We need to, Lord, have mercy on us. We need a change of view. We need to see people the way the Lord sees them. They were created for this. In his image to have dominion. I forgot my train of thought. Amen. Where where was I? Where's that brother who was so good? <laughs> God wants people. Amen. This is the point. The, the target of our service is people. Amen. Not only the sinners. You know, we get them saved so that they can grow, they can be transformed, and they can be built. Amen. And our service is also aimed at the saints. Hallelujah. I'm serving this morning. My service is aimed at you and at me. Whatever I speak, I get it first. Right? Our service is toward the saints that they could grow. We don't want to criticize. We don't want to express our opinion. 
We want to supply Christ. Right? We want to supply Christ. So that the members here in Oklahoma City, uh, Brother Liddell is is from, is that right? Lindell. Lindell. Brother Lindell, he's from Tulsa. Right? Wherever, wherever. We want to supply. We don't want to be the evil slave beating the saints. Right. Of course, we don't care around clubs, but with our tongue, we beat. We criticize. This is part of what we've seen this weekend. We need to turn. We need to turn. My speaking won't turn you, but the sevenfold intensified spirit will. If you're open to him. Oh, we need a turn. We need a turn to supply. That is your service. Your service is to eat him and dispense him. Oikonomia, oikonomia. And this is how the body of Christ is built up. Life. And service for the building up of the body of Christ. Now I have to go on. I love the New Jerusalem, as I mentioned the first night, because there's no clock. But in the meantime, uh, how much time do we have? Well, 12.30 is when we totally end. Oh, my. I won't won't talk that long. My, My voice won't last that long. Anyway... There have been some key words this weekend, which I'd like to repeat now. They kind of captured at least a good part of the burden of the message. The first was on the judgment seat of Christ. You might wonder, what on earth? What kind of a conference is this? It starts off at the judgment seat. Well, that's a sober word, and we all crave that deep down. And in that message, uh, I think the key word, perhaps, was what? Correct. We need, in these days, to be corrected on the negative side. On the positive side, of course, we need to eat, we need to drink, we need to breathe, we need to be in the dispensing, right? That's on the positive side. Never drop that. But you have to realize as part of God's household, it's not just a matter of, uh, 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 even with your children. Your children, you don't just, dun, 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 because little Billy, right, little Billy, is naughty. I don't know if there's any little billies around here, but anyway, there's a little uh, naphtali back there. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, they get naughty. So what do you do? Just ignore it? No. Neither would your heavenly father ignore it. But he would come in to Correct. That means to bring you back to the track that will lead to the kingdom. Hallelujah. He's faithful to do it, to correct. We saw that it is time 
for judgment to begin where? At the house of God. That means the church. It's time. Let's not put it off. That is God's love. That is God's mercy. That we would be judged today because when we come to the judgment seat of Christ, there's no longer time to make anything up. Anything that's lacking, we can't make it up. So it's God's love that judgment, correction, right, proper instruction is here in God's household, his family today. Then in the second message, which was focusing on the matter of being watchful in life for the building up of the body. What was the key word? Time. Time. You know, if we're going to get the oil for our vessel, you know, we all have oil in our lamp. You know, when I was a little kid, you know, we used to sing, I have oil in my, or we have oil in our lamps, we are burning. We have oil in our lamp today. I can't remember what the rest of the words were, but that's as far as it went. Eventually, the oil may run out, you see. So, we need oil in our vessel. That means the oil, the spirit, who is in our spirit, with our spirit, needs to spread into our soul. Being renewed in the spirit of our mind. We've enjoyed recently in the ministry, right? Christ making his home in our heart. Christ is with our spirit. He needs to make home in our heart. That is our soul plus our conscience. This is a big matter and it requires time. You know, when we come to Lord, you know, so much of our prayers, you know, we come to Lord, 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 gimme, 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 goodbye. <laughs> I mean, how, what are you going to get out of that? You know, the Lord would say, just a minute, just a minute. I would like to, our trainees, are you ready? I would like to dispense. I would like to dispense Amen. something of my element, more of my life into you so that I can spread. You know, Brother Lee used to use the expression, the Lord is imprisoned in our spirit. Saints, we're all glad we have a spirit, right? You know, I didn't know that for years until I came to the conference and said, whoa, I've got a spirit. I had it all along, but I didn't know that I had one. And I didn't know that I needed to exercise it. That it was the Lord's beachhead in my being. Amen. And that he intended from my spirit to move into my soul. Amen. And from my soul, once it's saturated, you know, <laughs> to be regenerated, it's like that. Right. To be uh, uh, glorified, it's like that. But in between is the spreading from our spirit 
into our soul. And in Matthew 25, the parable, the spirit is likened to oil. And our soul is likened to a vessel. And for the Lord's coming back, if we would be raptured early. (laughs) How many of you want to be raptured early? How many of you don't care? Well, probably some don't. They just didn't utter it. We all should care. Oh, sevenfold spirit. Come to touch us, to enlighten us. We need to be ready. Those that had the oil in the vessel, who spent the time praying, reading the word, fellowshipping, praising, singing, they got oil. It's not all at once, well, I'm filled. No, it's just a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit, day after day. I pray to the Lord every morning, Lord, a little bit more today. A little bit more today. A little more, Lord. A little more oil. A little more oil. You know, you do that for 200 days, you've got more than a little bit. It's just we need to ask. You know, James, we all criticize James. Yeah, you know, sounding from Luther. Oh, James, you know. James had a very good verse. More than one. <clears throat> you have not because you ask not. Amen. Or if you ask, you ask wrongly to fulfill your lust. Like, Lord, I've been driving this broken down Ford for too long. Lord, it's time for a Cadillac. (laughs) I'm not joking. You know, this is many Christians are like that. And you know, the Lord is there hearing these prayers. They're his children, just like we are. But they're asking wrongly. We need to ask rightly. That is, Lord, a little bit more today. And Lord, to cooperate with you, I'm sitting here giving you the time. In the word. Oh, the time, as we, as we shared, is a battleground. Satan, you know, God. That's why Paul said, redeeming the time. Buy it back. Don't be passive. Okay, that was message two. Message three, we were on the matter of faithful in service for the building up of the body. What was the key word? Yeah, criticize slash supply. And I've already touched that. It's so easy to criticize. But if you criticize, you nullify your service. No one serving the Lord is critical. Of course, we all criticize. We need the Lord's mercy. I hope that by laying these things before the brothers in this conference, you would have some uh, sensitivity about these matters. And go to the Lord. You could listen to my message ten times, and it won't help you. 
But if you go to the Lord and open to him, Lord, I don't want to criticize. To criticism, I like to say no. To my job is to supply. Oh, but this person looks like he's getting worse. It looks like he's getting worse. What should you do? Uh, I knew he was bad fruit. No, you keep supply. You look to the Lord for different ways to supply. You may visit him. You may pray for him. You may help him financially. We need to supply, not criticize. That was a big point. And then last night, last night, what would you say was the key word or words? Yeah, we talked about the disposition, but I would narrow it down to the matter of opinion, opinion uh, for uh, you saints back there. <laughs> opinion. And what should we do with our opinion is just part and parcel of us, right? Just like to criticize, you know, it's a knee jerk response. You know, you look at that brother, my goodness, he's got a brown jacket and blue pants. You say, you know, you say, look at that brother. His mom didn't train him very well or whatever, you know, criticize, criticize. It's just in us, right? We need to reject it. But the opinion, you know, the criticism comes from our disposition, right? If somebody doesn't match what you, how you were born, what you were born as, a slow, fast, studious, lazy, if people don't match your natural disposition, criticism. Think about it. But opinion, oh, opinion is part and parcel. Opinion actually is the expression of the self when we give our opinion. And in our opinion, we can see the disposition. Like Peter, you know, oh, you know, the Lord saying, I need to go to the cross. You know, I, I, I'll be resurrected. On the third day, you know, Peter is listening to all this. I think he got stuck with the Lord being killed. He didn't hear the resurrection part. And he said, you know, and then his disposition, quick, heroic. No, Lord, that shall not be to you. Then what did the Lord say? Well, Peter, thank you for that humane sentiment. Did the Lord say that? No. Of course not. He said, get behind me, Satan. Think about it. You know, God is being processed. He already was incarnated. He's living his human life. The next step, crucifixion, resurrection, to become the life-giving spirit. And here's the Lord saying, brothers, you know, or disciples, here is what is next. And Peter says, no, Lord, that shall not be to you. In his heroic quickness. Saints, our disposition is not innocent. Satan 
is mixed in with our opinion. So what shall we do? What is the other word? We have opinion. What shall we do about it? Yes. (laughs) The brother said, no, that is right. What should you do when the opinion, Brother Lee used to say, my opinion was on my tongue almost to my teeth. And the Lord came in and said, no. The Lord said, no. Or the Lord said, nine, nine. Chris. Hallelujah. (laughs) Right? No! You said, wow. I mean, the Lord told us that. He said, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself. Let him do it. Take up his cross and follow me. That means when you say no... The Spirit, the power of resurrection comes to conform you to the Lord's death. But the Lord needs your cooperation. He needs that little no. He needs that nine. He needs that boo. Is that right? Chinese? Boo? Whatever. He needs that. Because simultaneously, spontaneously, the Spirit is there. The Lord needs our initiative. It would been so much easier if we were created as robots. You know, whatever the Lord wants, you know, I will do. Right? Whatever the Lord wants, I will do. You know, a robot. So much easier. It's okay, brother. It's good. It's good, brother. Thank you. Thank you for your care, brother. No problem. Mayo Wente. Amen. Right? We need to cooperate with the Lord to do what? To oppose. And we had a good word last night. We need to take the initiative. We're not robots. We have a free will. You know, if God created us as robots, where is the glory? Where's the glory if we're programmed to do everything that God wants? No, the glory is if we would choose God. Choose life. Choose the building of. We choose. And God says, look, Satan, look, 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 look. These people that I created with a free will, they have chosen me and not you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, I knew last night was a tough message, but anyway, I had to give it. I had to give it. That's why I was thinking about going to the airport. I really didn't say that message is like going to the cross. But anyway, saints, we need to hear it. Right? He that has an ear, let him hear. He that has an ear, let him hear all of these messages. If you have an ear. Thanks, brother. Then we come (laughs) to this morning. 
Last night on the disposition, I would say the disposition, how we were born, that is ourself, right? Our old man, our natural being is the enemy to the growth in life and to our usefulness in service. So we need to reject it. Hallelujah. You know, our no is to Satan is yes to God. You can say, yes, Lord, if you want first. Your yes to the Lord is no to Satan. Hallelujah. Then the Lord will come in. Then the Lord will come in. He'll not jump the gun. He'll not skip over your will, your decision. You have to make the decision. Saints, you know, other than one other brother, I don't know uh, how many have stressed this matter of our will. But one more thing, it's being renewed all the time. Remember last night, we talked about Romans 6, 5. As we are in the organic union. Let me ask you, are you in the organic union right now? Hallelujah. As we are in that organic union, something's happening. Satan is a liar. He would tell you, no, look at you, you're the same. Nothing is going on. He's a liar. Something is going on. What is going on? There's discharge. There's discharge going on all the time, worldly things, evil things, sinful things. You know, I used to sit and watch football like any red-blooded American boy. You know, especially on New Year's Day, I would watch from late morning through the night until my eyes were blurry. But over the years, especially in the Lord's recovery, You know, as I've been in the Word, being washed, being washed, being supplied in the fellowship, in the circulation of the body, you know, through the years, through the years, now it is very hard for me to watch a football game. And as I said earlier, I'm so glad that the Super Bowl is today and that we have a conference. And then a love feast. And then instead of the Super Bowl, we can fellowship. Eventually, the Super Bowl and everything with it will be discharged. (laughs) That's on the negative side. On the positive side, our faculties are resurrected, uplifted, and enriched. Our faculties are our mind, emotion, and our will. Amen. You have to, don't be afraid to say no. Let's all say no real strong, exercising our spirit. No! Did you hear that? That's the fallen angels that just left. That's for them. No! Right. We exercise our being uplifted, enriched will to cooperate with the operation of the Spirit who really does the work, right? Now we come to message number five. (laughs) 
The disposition, that is a negative factor in our growth in life and in our usefulness in service. Today, this morning, we have a positive side. Now, I want to tell you, I'm not here on some crusade, right, for the God-ordained way. I'm not here on a crusade. I'm here for the building up of the body. And I'm here standing with Brother Lee, who spent the last 12, 13 years of his life restudying the New Testament to find out how they had the church life. Why? Because he was concerned with the lack of vitality in the churches in the Lord's recovery. Lack of vitality. Manifested in the low rate of increase. See, increase is a matter of life. If there's a problem with life, then the increase will mirror that problem. Are you following me? There'll be a problem with the increase. 50% of Brother Lee's speaking in those last 12 to 13 years were on this matter that eventually was called the God-ordained way. First, it was called the biblical way. Then it was called the new way. Then eventually it's called the God-ordained way. I like to call it all three. I like to call it the real biblical way. The biblical way. He was burdened. I had um, a fellowship with Brother Lee in 1984, 1985. I'd just like to share this with you. He asked me to come down to Irving, where the training was going to be. I think it was in the winter. To fellowship about the word Trinity, which comes from Latin, Trinitas. Latin is my field. I mean, I've got a PhD. (laughs) I'm not boasting. It's not really doing me much good. (laughs) But anyway, so I went down there, and I fellowship with Brother Lee. I gave him my spiel about Trinitas, Trinity. After we were finished, it's like Brother Lee wanted to talk about what was really on his heart. This was 84, 85. And so he said, Paul, you know, I'd known Brother Lee for a long time, and he had helped me immensely. I could write a little booklet on all the help I received from him. At the time, I thought half of it was funny Brother Lee stories, but eventually I realized, no, 
He was helping me in my character. He was helping me in my eating and drinking of the word. He was helping me in my Christian life. He was helping me, helping me, helping me, helping me. So he said, Paul, he said, why do you think the increase in the Lord's recovery is so low? And he had mentioned around the same time that an old pastor of a church just going out during the week and visiting people, there was a bigger increase with that old pastor percentage-wise than in all of the Lord's recovery. Percentage of increase. So he said, why do you think in the Lord's recovery the, the increase is so low? <clears throat> well, I had thought about it. <laughs> so I gave him something, which was wrong, <laughs> as it turned out. But anyway, I said, Brother Lee, when we all came in the 60s to the Lord's recovery, you know, it was uh, the hippies, you know, it was a time of real uh, dropping out of everything, drop out of everything, and, and just come in, you know, like a clean slate. And, uh, you know, uh, I said, now, in the 80s, you know, those hippies have become the yuppies. <laughs> you know what the yuppies are? You know, the hippies go out, the yuppies come back in. And instead of, you know, uh, living in a dump for a house, driving a dump for a car and having no job, now they come, they get the best house, they get the best car, they get the best job, and they are up, up, up. They are in. So that's what I told Brother Lee. And really what I was saying is no increase, it's their fault. It's their fault. They're not open. When I came in, we were open not that I was a hippie, I wasn't. Could you imagine me as a hippie? No. But anyway, there were a lot. There were a lot. You know, it was very fluid in our country. So Brother Lee didn't say anything to my spiel. Later on, though, I heard something that really struck me. Brother Lee, told, I wasn't there, but Brother Lee told some other brothers, they were talking about the opposition in the Lord's recovery. You know, there was opposition to the Lord's recovery. Saints, in the Lord's recovery, we have troubles. Why? Because there's an enemy. And he's against what we're doing. So we shouldn't be surprised. We should just go on. We should just go on. Right? Hallelujah. But anyway, they were talking about the opposition to the recovery. And Brother Lee made this statement. He said, I'm not as concerned with the outward opposition as I am with the deadness of the saints. Boy, that really struck me. In other words, what I had told Brother Lee was off. The problem with the increase is lack of vitality. Amen. That means life. <laughs> life is lacking. Oh, I have lots to say. 
I don't know if I'll be able to say it all. He was burdened. You know, this last, I go to London. I've been with the training in London for 23 years. That's where I met Chris Palm. The training in London, and um, I'd been go- I, I've gone there for 23 years. And every time I went, at the first period, I, I shared on church history, which I really am, am burdened for. And in those days, a lot of the constituency of the training in London was from Eastern Europe. They didn't know anything about us, where we were from, what we stand for. So I shared on church history. Eventually, the brothers felt if we travel, we would deal with the core subjects. That means God's economy, Christ, uh, you know, the body of Christ, the spirit, uh, experience of Christ, the new Jerusalem, all of those classes. So this last fall, <laughs> you know, they, the brothers sent out, you know, the invitation for the brothers to come. I was a little slow responding. I was going to do God's economy. That's what I did in Anaheim for many years, along with the New Jerusalem experience of Christ's life. I was too slow, so somebody took God's economy. <laughs> I did have some opinions that were. (laughs) So anyway, I looked at what was left. And I wasn't real happy about any of it. But there was one class I really felt, even though I had never taught it, I felt I should take. Because I'm burdened over these many years for this matter of the vitality for the building up, for the increase, for the building up. I don't like Brother Lee's words to fall to the ground. Did you know that 50% of what he spoke in those last, did I share this? Yeah. On this matter. 50%. That's a big chunk. And in the recovery, we have published, the Living Stream has published nearly a hundred books that are related to this matter. You can't sweep that under the rug. Not that we want to. But maybe unknowingly, that's what we're doing. So the class that eventually I took was the God-ordained way. And I didn't want to do it. I'll be honest. But saints, let me give you this testimony. Doing that class, doing the reading, doing going through the outlines, and giving the class, I felt the Lord Jesus was sitting right next to me. He was in me and sitting right next to me, studying the outline and giving the class. 
I had never had an experience of anointing and utterance like I had in that class. And this really showed me something. This is on the Lord's heart. Let me just read you. This is the first outline of the God-ordained way class in London, and I believe in Anaheim it's the same. Just listen to this. Open yourself up. We need to realize that our present situation is very desperate. Do you feel that way? <laughs> some do, some don't. They say, what? what? Desperate? What? What's he talking about? Everything seems fine. But Brother Lee said we need to realize. You know, realize is more than just be aware of something. Realize is that there's an inward registration. We need to realize that the situation is very desperate. And we need to take Haggai's word and consider our way. You all know the book of Haggai. Children of Israel had come back, started to build, were distracted because of some negative circumstances. And some opposition. And so they retreated. And they their focus turned from God's house to their own house. You know, and so it says sealed up or paneled up houses. You know, that's a little more than necessary. We may have seen this in the Lord's recovery. The same kind of, uh, of thing. So they got stuck. There was no profit. You know, the Haggai told them, you're putting money into a pocket that has holes. You're losing. Whatever you think you're gaining, actually you're losing. You're losing. And you're idle as far as my house. So consider your ways, was the message. Then the next point I would like to read from the outline. The rate of increase among us is high initially. And I would say this applies to many of the churches, if not all of them. But this increase, this rate of increase, slows when the number attending the meetings reaches a certain point. I think we've observed this. You know, the number, and then, The next point. Listen to this one. We are healthy in our teaching but not in our practice. Did you hear that? We are healthy in our teaching and saints. We thank the Lord that, you know, ever since Brother Lee is gone, you know, the teaching, the rich ministry has continued. 
And we need to remain under it. Continue steadfastly in it. But at the same time, we need to realize while the teaching is good, the practice is not so good. Now, this is Brother Lee. You know, I don't let me forget where I was, brother, wherever you are. <laughs> um, now I forgot what I was going to say. Not in our practice. Listen, with the result that the treasures we have among us remain hidden. And there is nothing in our meetings to attract new ones to remain. And of course, Brother Lee's talking about our big meetings. Small is a different thing. I would say a lot of the new ones we have these days come from small meetings, small groups. <laughs> Maybe even this morning. You know, saints, I came into the Lord's recovery in the late 1960s. I was in Eldon Hall. I'm not a big brother. I'm a small potato. But I saw something. I tasted something. I experienced something that I can never forget. You say, oh, Brother Paul, that was back then. This is now. I'm not saying we go back there. But I'm saying we need that vitality. We need that spirit of prayer. We need that spirit of the gospel. We need the mobility. We need the hunger for the word. We need the burden for people. The treasures in those days were manifest. The meetings were attractive. You dare not miss a meeting. I'm, I'm serious. You dare not miss a meeting. But I'm wondering. You know, you talk about attractive meetings. I'll say more about this a little bit later. Don't worry, my eyes are on the clock. Maybe even the meetings are not so attractive to us. You know, maybe we've slipped into or from something uh, vital, dynamic to loyalty. I come out of loyalty. I'm not going to go to the First Baptist Church. I've got to. That's Babylon, you know. I, I you know, I'm, I'm. I have to come here. There's nowhere else. I have to come here. I really don't like it, but I have to come here. I'm being honest. Maybe that's not all of you, but I dare say it's some of you. Then one more point I would like to read. The group meetings in the homes are the lifeline of the God-ordained way to practice the church life. 
the group meetings. You know, saints, you say, wow, group meetings. You realize the group meetings, that's corporate. It's just smaller. (laughs) Right? It's corporate, but it's smaller. It's more particular. And the Lord has much more of a way to gain what he wants. And we have much more of a way to get what we want. Like consecration, Amen. growth, Amen. transformation, Amen. going out to preach the gospel, yes. bearing fruit, Amen. shepherding, Amen. perfecting, Amen. bringing people into the church line, Amen. prophesying for the building up, Amen. all of those things Amen. that we want Amen. more readily available in that smaller setting. You know, saints, for centuries, in the beginning in the New Testament, it was nearly all small. I had us read some verses. You know, the one about, you're probably wondering, why did we read the one about Bethany? Bethany is a picture of the church life. It was small. A small group. How about the disciples, the Lord Jesus and the disciples? Did he have 2,000 people attending lectures? No. He had 12 men, and one was a bad apple. A small group. You know, I was thinking the other day, what about Noah, that picture Noah and the ark. What about all those others? What about all those others? I don't know, but on the ark, there was Noah and seven others. A small group. Amen. <laughs> I'm not joking. Throughout the Old, the New Testament, everything is small. I'm not saying the saints. Obviously, we all need to come together like this for conferences, right? For special ministry, for things. But saints, we need to consider our ways. (laughs) Consider our ways. Is our way, our practice, our service profitable for the Lord, for the building up of the body? We have to consider. We have to be sober. Now I'm ready to start the outline. If you don't like it, call Uber. (laughs) Roman numeral five. The vital groups are a proper setting for growth in life and perfecting in service. You know, saints, uh, sometimes we get emotional. Lord, cover me. We say, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. We should have that heart. Come, Lord Jesus. But you know, sometime I think that if the Lord could drop down and address us personally, he would say, I would like to come. But I'm waiting for my body to be built up. And in these days, the Lord would add, I've given you the blueprint 
for the practical building up of the body of Christ. What are you doing? Sorry, I'm being honest. The building up of the body, the preparation of the bride, is what will bring him back. Right? His bride has made herself ready. Let us rejoice. That's what he's waiting for. You can get as emotional as you want, but that's what the Lord's waiting for. The greatest unfulfilled prophecy in the Bible is I will build my church. Unfulfilled. Point A. I already gave you this personal testimony. We can skip this point. The low increase. Vitality. Vitality. Point B. The recovery today needing vitality. Saints, those meetings in Anna, or sorry, Los Angeles. Again, I'm not promoting. We can't go back there. But we can. The, the spirit, the essence that was there needs to be recovered. Amen. The meetings, they were so, they were so, you didn't want to miss them. So full of life. The singing, the praying. You know, in those days, it was not unusual to have the meeting. Everybody stood up for the whole meeting. Have you done that lately? I'm not joking. You say, oh, Brother Paul, you're living in the past. Well, I wish part of the past could be recovered. The meetings were unpredictable, enjoyable. If you wanted to sit on the front row. Now, the front row here is filled, except for this, which is roped off. But normally, is the front row filled? (laughs) Even at 10 (laughs) o'clock. If you wanted to be on the front row in those days, you had to be here half hour before the scheduled time. (laughs) And one time, when when we had the first migration, you know, it was in Lord's Day evening. And some of, you know, the the saints were going to indicate if they had a burden to move to Chicago or to Atlanta or to Santa Clara, California. So this was historic in the Lord's recovery. So some of us young brothers said, oh, oh, we got to sit on the front row. So uh, we're going to get there real early. So we went over an hour before the scheduled meeting time. You know where we ended up? The sixth row. I'm not joking. Oh, the meetings were treasured. Because it was an exhibition of Christ. Oh, Lord. 
I have to talk about this. I can never forget. You know, these days I'm seeing one by one, those of us that were there are going on, passing away. You know, I'm sad. I'm still here. You know, I'm still here. I'm still relatively healthy. Uh, My voice is getting a little stronger uh, this morning. Praise the Lord. As long as I'm here, I like to tell the saints, I like to testify to the saints what the meeting should be. We need vitality. You know, we have this phrase, the God-ordained way. Let me ask you, God-ordained way for what? What's your thought? You hear God-ordained way. God-ordained way for what? The universal disease of loving the face. If I say this, it might be wrong. To meet and to serve for the building up of the body of Christ. Well, that's a good, theologically sound. (laughs) No, James, you're right. You're right. But simply put, God-ordained way for what? The church life. Amen. The church life. Life. It's a life. Amen. Tending toward 24-7. I don't think we'll ever reach that. (laughs) Right? A church life that's 24-7. Even when Brother Lee was, you know, ministering, he said, well, he said, I confess to the Lord today that that I had only lived Christ for for 25% of the time. Thought to myself, confess to the Lord, that's pretty good. (laughs) How many of you live Christ 25% of the time? Anyway, it looks like those in the New Testament, that was their life. It wasn't something, as I may have mentioned in a previous message, where you slot in on Tuesday a couple of hours for the prayer meeting. You slot in Wednesday for the ministry meeting. You slot in on Friday for a so-called home meeting. And then you slot in on the Lord's Day, you know, uh, three hours for the table and for prophesying. And all the other uh, amount is your time. Think about it. It's your time. I may be a little extreme. It's not true for everybody. But it's your time for your life. It's not the church life. I'm going to read a quote, probably when I'm finished, that may bother you, but it'll be at the end. (laughs) So I can escape. (laughs)
We don't want a slot in church life. Amen. We want a church life. That is our life. And the Lord has the time. Now, it's not just for us. Of course, we need time for our family, for many things. But the Lord wants more time. And if we think that with such a, you know, 80% of the church life in big meetings, not in the, of the homes, <laughs> brotherly said, the God-ordained way should be 80% in the homes. We have it flip-flopped. 80%. If we think that kind of a church life is going to build up the body of Christ, it may, but it'll take a millennium. I'm not joking. I've been observing. I've been in the Lord's recovery for over 50 years, 53 years. And I've been watching. I've been watching big meetings, big meetings, big meetings. And, you know, Brother Lee, you know, eventually he he was giving big meetings, you know, big meetings ministry, which we need. We can't drop. We dare not drop. We will not drop. But he was expecting You know, he's giving life messages, life messages for many years, expecting that the saints would be vitalized, would rise up for the building up of the body of Christ. But he didn't see it. That's why we have the so-called God-ordained way. If you think that was just a bug in Brother Lee's bonnet, you're wrong. That came from the Lord himself. Amen. He's the head of the body. He is the savior of the body. Amen. Oh, what I was saying, I would encourage all of you saints to read fellowship concerning the urgent need of the vital groups. That book, I'll repeat the title, (laughs) you might not be interested. Fellowship concerning the urgent need of the vital groups. That's Brother Lee's title. And then there was another one, training and practice of the vital groups. And then another one, The vital groups. And I know the trainees, there's many of them here. I'm so watered to see you all. We had classes for two years on the God-ordained way. But then the trainees would come back to their locality and no one was practicing it. Eventually, saints, eventually, some will pick up this way. And as we'll see, this way is what will actually, practically, and much more speedily bring the Lord back. Because it will build up the body. He will build up the body through these groups. Now, point one under B, I'm not going very fast here, as you notice. Vitality, listen is not only to be living, but also to be active. 
Let me, let's all read that. Vitality is not only to be living, but also to be active. You don't just abide in the vine, living, but you bear fruit, active. And you go and that your fruit would remain active. Are you following me? Living, that's life. Active, that's service. We need this kind of vitality in the Lord's recovery today. Who, he who has an ear, let him hear. I'm just doing my job. I'm the messenger. The needed vitality, this is point two, will issue, listen, in longed for increase, shepherding, and building up. You know, saints, many have begun to practice the so-called home meetings. And I said uh, the other day, maybe it was yesterday, that a lot of these so-called home meetings are the big meetings shoehorned into the home. It's actually a big meeting, but it's in the home. This God-ordained way, these vital groups that we're talking about, Be clear, the price is high. It's not just that you sit here this morning, you listen to this message, and you say, oh, I think I'll, you know, I'll join a vital group. That's wrong. Let me give you a little idea about the the genesis of the vital group. The Lord gives someone, gets someone, to really deal with him, to unload, to confess thoroughly. When I was driving Brother Lee from Toronto to Detroit in 1971, he gave me his whole personal testimony. And one thing that I remember, he went to a mountain And he confessed, he confessed, he confessed, and it went on for more than a day. Thorough dealing with the Lord. We have an old hymn, nothing between, nothing between, no insulation, no barriers, nothing, nothing between. See, this is the genesis of the vital group. Maybe I'll scare you all away. Maybe it'll just be the young people that will pick it up. I hope not. Confessing thoroughly. Then, being revived daily. Really revived. Not just coming to the Holy Word for morning revival. I'm not knocking on it. Knocking it. I worked on it for 15 years. That was my service in LSM. Holy Word. But you come, mm, 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 uh, 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 uh. It's not going to revive anybody. A tree out there is more revived than you. 
We are revived. That means relifed. We really touch the Lord. You know, times in the past, I would go to, to sit at my desk to have the, my morning revival, and my hand went for the book. First, right away, my hand went for the book. And it's like the Lord came and slapped me on the hand. You come to me first. You come to me first, then you will be able to come to me in the book. Anyway, my point is, out of all the dealing, the confessing, the time spent with the Lord to allow Him. Saints, I'm concerned for the saints in the Lord's recovery. You know, when we were first saved, it's like... You know, we're all like a well of water. It's like our wells were just gushing. Like in Genesis, Abraham dug the wells. But then the Philistines, they were sneaky. They came and they blocked up the well. They blocked up the well. Maybe it was only a trickle. Maybe it had stopped. Then Isaac came along and re-dug the well. I feel, I may be wrong, that in the Lord's recovery, many of the saints are like a blocked up well. You know, the significance of the Philistines is they represent worldly, religious, even sinful things. And these things come in to us and they clog up our well. It's not that there's no water, but it might only be a trickle. Saints, we need to dig. Dig away, dig away, dig away. Are you following me? Am I too much? No. Am I too much? No. We need to dig. Dig the dirt entirely. The hymn says, till once again, we're a gusher. We're a gusher. We're not a trickler. We're a gusher. Think of it, saints. If all of us redig our wells and our gushing water, when we all come together, oh, it's a mighty river. It's a mighty river. This is not cheap. We're revived daily. Then we live the life. Brotherly called it an overcoming, a victorious daily life. And as we're living that life, having gone through all that we've gone through, we realize, Lord, this is too good for just me. Then what I call the grouping spirit comes in to lead you to a companion who is going through the same experience. And that is the genesis of the vital group. It's not like the elders stand up and, you know, say, well, you know, uh, Howie and, and Jim and, and, and Lindell and, and Michael and, you know, you brothers come together. You are a vital group. No. 
That won't work. I've been watching. Vital group is a vital group. The grouping spirit comes in. And then what do you do? Right away start activity? No. If you read the book, pray, 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 fellowship, 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 pray, 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 until you become the continuation of the Lord Jesus on the earth today. Until through you, the Lord Jesus will do what he did when he was on the earth. And what did he do, by the way? Sit in his study. He was always going out. You know, if he were arrested, you know, he would be listed as no permanent address. He went out for what? People. 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 You know, the Lord, you know, fed the 5,000, and they really, they enjoyed his speaking, but I think they enjoyed the bread and the fish more. So they didn't want him to go, oh, stay with us. You know, stay with us, stay with us. What did the Lord say? I've got other people. I've got other flock. I've got other villages. I've got other cities. I've got to go, go, go. And the same with us, saints, in the beginning of the gospel. Come, come now at the end of the gospel. Go Amen. to people. Oh, am I too much? No. no. That was only about 10%. <laughs> Continue what the Lord did. When he was on the earth. We have that hymn. We are thy continuation. Amen. Thy life increase and thy spread. But we are thy continuation. The Lord is continuing. It's like the the book of Acts has no ending. Now point C. Some bothering symptoms of lacking vitality today are, we've already touched, unattractive meetings. Maybe not here, but some places. Being late to the meetings. You know, if something's important, you know, there. But being late... Empty front row seats. Brothers, you know how things are usually. Gaps in the meeting. We had quite a few last night. Probably my fault. Bad speaker. Whatever. You know, you have gaps in the meeting. The spirit is flowing and then... Looking at him. Say something. Say something. Gaps. What is this? Lack of vitality. You drop the ball. (laughs) 
a low morale, and I would add excuses to not come to the meeting. My experience in Los Angeles, the opposite. I can never forget. It was versus all those symptoms that I just read. Why not today? Lord, why not today? Lord, how about today? In his last 12 years, I'm on D. Brother Lee progressed along to find the biblical way to have the vital church life. He was desperate as an older man. He found the following. Point one, we should not only have a high vision from high teaching, but a strong practice in the recovery. We all love the teaching, right? But unfortunately, it seems like, you know, at some times, it seems that that's all we have. Teaching, you go to the next feast, teaching, more teaching. Oh, I appreciate those points. Again, you know, truth and life are, are the, the pillars, the base of the God-ordained way. We need it, but we need the practice. You know, Paul had a verse, he said, that the word of God would run in you and be glorified. That means the word should not just be heard by you, but should energize you to practice. I'm still on, not going very fast here. I don't care. We need a strong practice. We need the balance. You know, there's always two sides. We've seen this the whole weekend. God's operation, our cooperation. Life, service. Eating, exercising. Come, go. There's always the two sides. The one we're speaking on now is the teaching, the receiving, the high vision, then the practice for the building up of the body. You know, we've heard, we've heard, we've heard, but we don't do. We don't practice. Two, as vitalized persons, our emphasis, listen to this, is moving from the hall to the home, from big to small. Does that mean we abandon the big meetings? No, that's not what I'm saying. What Brother Lee said is the majority of the church life should be small. I repeat, that is still corporate. But the Lord could be far more particular with a group of 8 to 10 than he can with a group of 200. You follow me? 
The more you would consider this prayerfully, the more you would have to amen what I am saying. From hall to home, from big to small. This is what Brotherly found as he combed through the New Testament. From general to more specific. In Ephesians 4.16, there's two categories there that are functioning. There's the joints of the rich supply. Thank the Lord in his recovery. We have joints. Oh, here he is. We have joints of the rich supply. Thank the Lord. But is that it? You know, Brother Lee likened that to, you know, building a building. And the joints are the framers joining the beams. Can you live in that? Maybe in Oklahoma, does it rain? Does it rain here? I just see laughter. I don't. I mean, does it rain here? Get tornadoes. I know that. We saw the news. It rains sideways here, brother. So that kind of thing won't do you any good anyway either from the top or from the side. You need the filling in from each one part. You know, and Brother Lee indicated the framing in large degree is in the big meetings. In our conferences, in our trainings, we have this basic framing. I'm not saying there's nothing, you know, practical, specific share. But there's only so much you can do practically with a thousand people. There's not only the joiners, you know, the framers, there's each one part. This is something finer. Paul used the word knitting. Knitting is something very close, very fine. You can't do that in the big meeting. Don't I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Let's be honest. But in the home, we could have the knitting. Something very intimate, something very close, something very particular. Questions can be asked. Questions can be answered. You know, in in a big meeting, you know, let's say Benson is up there, you know, giving a message and, you know, you can't say, well, excuse me, Benson, I have a question. Oh, you can't do that, right? Hallelujah, you can't do that, (laughs) right? But in the home, you can. You can ask questions. You can give practical help right there on the spot. Brotherly appreciated. Brother's coming over to change his light bulb. Practical help. Questions answered. And more importantly, you get related. And I'm going to use the word here, although I'm a little hesitant, in the small groups, 
We have accountability. Because there's only six or eight or however many. You know, the big meeting, I'll try. In the groups, ah, with that kind of base, that high price that I talked about, then eventually you have accountability. That's the building. That's the building. And those vital groups, my goodness, they have an effect. They have an effect on the whole church. And eventually there's vital group, vital group, vital group, vital group all over the earth. At least the United States and Europe and Asia. Yes, the whole earth. (laughs) And there's a love for one another that will cause the world to believe. There's the care, the accountability, everything that we want. There's the fruit bearing. There's the shepherding. There's the hands full of people to save you from the world and from yourself. Everything we want. Saints, think about it. This is what Brother Lee found out. And you know, saints, as COVID, as COVID came in, right? I was wondering, Lord, is this your way to get us more in the home? Dot, dot, dot. I don't know. I better hurry. Then point three under D. In the small vital groups, we have the normality and necessity of begetting, nourishing, perfecting, and prophesying for building up. You know, saints, begetting, nourishing, perfecting, building up. You see that, except for the building up, in all of nature. We had robins that came to our porch light and started to build the nest. Because it's a good, it's cylindrical and it's flat on top and it's covered. I mean, it's just it's a high-priced condo for a robin. You know, they started building and I took it away. I said, I don't want robins here, you know. All but then they, they did it again. And the Lord told me, leave it, leave it, Watch. Watch. You know what their business was? And they did it twice in the spring. Their business was to beget, to nourish, and to perfect. And you know, you you realize the whole creation is doing that. Except us. I'm not saying totally. But you compare us to those robins, my goodness. They raised a brood, they flew off, and then they raised another one. 
you know, and the ah, uh, we were watching, you know, the ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, and then they're feeding him ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, and they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and the nest was too small, and uh, eventually they were gone. What a lesson. Begetting, nourishing, perfecting, and for us humans, prophesy for the building up of the body. We need a more intimate setting to carry these things out than merely the big meetings. The best setting for this being the vital groups. You know, the vital groups actually is the final issue of Brother Lee's study of the New Testament. Eventually, he came upon the vital groups. We had a lot of things, door knocking, baptizing people in the bathtub, right, Lyndall? You know, we had a lot of those things. But eventually, Brother Lee realized, ah, the bullseye, the vital group. What do we mean by a vital group? This is point E. It is a small blended group, not a collection of individuals. It's corporate. This is the Lord's way. You can really get blended. You know, I said I enjoyed coming here to Oklahoma to get blended. But actually, I only got blended with a very few. But in the small groups, we can get blended. And the the vital groups have three characteristics. They have a purpose. The increase, perfecting and building up of the church. Hallelujah. That's normal. John 15, abide in the vine, bear fruit, go forth to bear more fruit, and that your fruit should remain. Normal. That's the purpose. Then a nature. The nature is spiritual. That is, we're daily filled with the Holy Spirit within and without. In the groups, you dare not come empty. You know, we come filled. And we fill. (laughs) We fill, we fill, we fill inwardly. And how about outwardly? When's the last time you were filled outwardly? And the condition, loving one another in oneness and with one accord. And this is maintained at any cost and it will have a big impact on the world around us. Oh, how they love one another. Regarding life, a vital group is living. Regarding service, it is active. F, all of this is not cheap. There is a price to pay. And I've already gone over this point. Brotherly stressed how much prayer, you know, as I was reading, I said, well, now can we get to going out, you know, to preach the gospel? And brotherly said, no, the members need to make a list. 
and the members need to present the most uh, open person on their list. And then you pray and you pray. And I'm thinking, okay, let's pray a couple, you know, or one day, two days. Brother Lee says, you pray for a period of time. It shocked me. And then I remembered the tortoise wins the race. Then F, moving along faster. Paying such a price, we will be full of life and perfected for service. Remember that quote I read at the beginning. We all have a responsibility for life and service in the church, all of us. This is the best way to fulfill the responsibility. Take it or leave it. Point two, such a vital group becomes a vessel for the Lord to continue to do today what he did while he was on the earth. Saints, I believe the Lord is waiting for this. If not, you know, Brother Lee was, I was going to tell you, I was there in 1996, and Brother Lee was giving the messages uh, entitled The Vital Groups. And in one meeting, he stood up and he was speaking. He said, Saints, if you don't get into this in the next six months, I have nothing more to say. I never heard Brother Lee talk that way. You know, the first thing that came to my mind, does that mean he's not going to share anymore? And then I realized, no, he didn't mean that. He meant that he's not going to talk about the God-ordained way anymore. This was his third attempt. And Brother Lee felt it may take time. It is not easy. It may need another generation. I don't know. But you're here hearing this word this morning. What would you do? I would pray, pray, pray. Pray. Don't talk about what I said. Pray, open to the Lord. Lord, how about vitality? Lord, what is the way practically for us to be vital? Pray. Living and active. Living and active. If we're living, the rapture, the early rapture will be our recompense. If we are active, a reward in the kingdom will be our recompense. Saints, I would call this message a subtitle. The pathway to become an overcomer. Amen. You know, the vital groups, they're in the ministry, they're praying, they're growing. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. The Lord can be so specific with them. I got to hurry up. The reward will be the kingdom. These are the overcomers. Last point. Last point. Amen. In the vital groups, we will realize 
the actuality, practicality, and reality of the building up of the body of Christ. We've had plenty of talk. We need the actuality, practicality, and reality of the building up of the body of Christ. Will we grasp this opportunity? The Lord knows. Once again, sub point one, will you be an overcomer? Amen. That was pretty weak. 20%? 25? Oh, Lord. Will you be an overcomer? Somewhat of a performance, but better. In the vital groups, we will no doubt be produced as overcomers. Amen. Think about it. You're that restricted. You're that focused. You're that accountable. Will you not grow? Will you not be transformed? Amen. Will you not be fruitful? Amen. Hallelujah. Will you be an over in the vital groups? We will no doubt be produced as the overcomers. Saints, will we make this choice? That is up to you. Christ is calling. Christ is calling. Listen to his voice. Plus, the overcomers in the ministry eventually brotherly equated the vital groups with the overcomers. I'll give you a reference. Practical points concerning blending. Page 17. I won't take the time to read the quotes. He would say, the vital groups, quote, I'm sorry, comma, the overcomers. He put them in apposition. Am I right, Chris? Yep. In Brother Lee's mind, those that take this way are the overcomers. (laughs) Now for that quote. But saints, well, now for that quote. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Here it is. This is from, no, 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 this is not it. Where is it? Maybe the Lord doesn't want me to read it. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what it says. I'll tell you what it says accurately, because I've read it so many times. Brother Lee began to talk about the judgment seat. This links message one with message five. He began to talk about the judgment seat. And he said, I don't think that the Lord will be so concerned with how victorious we are. And then he added, I don't know, or I don't think, he said, that there will be that many overcomers. 
boy, that is a real deathly silence. He said it. Then he said, the Lord will not be interested in this or that. He may ask us some questions. Number one question, how faithful were you to beget new believers for my body? Question two, how faithful were you to nourish the new believers for my body? Then question three, how faithful were you to uh, perfect to perfect these ones, to be useful members of my body. And fourth question, how faithful were you to prophesy for the building up of the body? You would think, oh, he's really spouting off. He repeated it a little bit later. It is not a typo. Not that many overcomers. You know, saints... If I were you, that quote would bother me. That quote would drive me to the Lord. Lord, I don't know how many overcomers there will be. But Lord, I want to be an overcomer. Lord, I can't do it. I can't do it. But Lord, I'm here praying and praying. And praying, Lord, do something. Do something in me. Do something among all of us. We need to exercise our spirit of faith. Let us all endeavor for this, saints, whosoever will, while it is still called today. Pray, pray, pray. And before you do anything, fellowship with the leading ones. It's always good to fellowship. And then practice for the building up of the body. Brothers, I'm sorry I went so long. I'm finished.